Welcome. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we collect and um, connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talent, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem, which is so important today. People matter. Self-worth matters and time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. And today, I could not be more excited to share with you that we have um, Josh Krakauer on the line with us today. Josh, are you out there? No, I'm here. Okay. Did I pronounce your last name properly? You did, and I am extremely appreciative because every high school, middle school, and professor I had through college got it wrong the first time. <laughs> I can't it. imagine it. Right, good. Well, that's awesome, and I always just like to double check because just um, I'm so excited. People need to hear who Josh is, and um, I'm just going to set you up. Let's just step back here for a minute and let others know who are on this episode today, who we're talking to. Um, Josh can summarize his company's culture in two words. It's called Hustle and Heart, and Josh launched a social media agency called Sculpt, in 2012 with a mission to ignite the conversation between consumers and brands. So I think people can already tell why you're on the line, right? Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Sculpt today. Um, At Sculpt, you grow audiences, you drive conversations, and you tell powerful stories for clients like AOL founder Steve Case, iconic workplace brands like Allsteel, and just you are a champion of an ever-evolving let's just say a culture team focused group and you know how to grow love and you know that love grows so you design you strategize and you market you do come to us from iowa so we're out here in the midwest and you have recently been recognized as creating one of the coolest places to work in the corridor so let's lead off with that because i think that's so powerful what makes sculpt one of the coolest places to work well, so the regional business magazine puts those awards on, and we've we've always considered ourselves to have a cool culture. I feel like that's it seems very subjective, right? And I, I was really proud to be recognized in the last year because I feel like it has a lot more to do with people considering this their home and their future than it does just about the attributes of what you consider to be a cool company. So largely, I think it's that we build everything around those two words, hustle and heart. So our core values, the the reason why people get up in the morning and tend to work, have everything to do with one of those two things internally or externally. You know, the way that we love and the way in which we work. I feel like a lot of culture is based on, on how you work and your shared beliefs about work. And hustle is a perfect way to describe that, you know, doing whatever it takes. And then heart is really that at the end of the day, we're just humans. And all of our flexible work policies, whether it's remote working or paid time off or vacation, which all of which are use at your own discretion kind of policies, they all have to do with caring about the human that uh, dedicates their, their lives and their work to helping build the brands that we work with at Sculpt. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so first off, I mean, you're a young professional, Josh. I am honored to know you. I know your business. I've watched you grow. And like we said, 2012, okay? So 2012, today we're coming into a new year as people are tapping into this podcast episode in 2017. Where and why did you start Sculpt? And what happened in the last five years? A lot when it comes to the work we do, and probably as much as any other industry has has faced, if not more, with how technology and consumer habits have completely changed the way in which we we uh, operate our businesses. And so for us, when we were first getting started, 2012, 2011, every business and brand on earth knew that social media had either impacted the way that their audiences communicated with them or that they intended to find some way to uh, build relationships through those channels, you know, use it to its full advantage. But the the landscape has continued to evolve every day, week, month, year, where new communities, uh, new platforms, new technology has changed the way in which we actually interact on in those spaces. And We've been there from the very beginning of our company as a, uh, not just a strategic arm for our clients, but really as the execution arm. How do you communicate with your audience? Uh, how should content look and feel? How do you measure that it's working? So in the very, very beginning, it was just about helping, as we say, the businesses in our backyard. So downtown and Iowa City and regional Iowa-based businesses getting started on social platforms and managing them for them. And so you had every coffee shop in the neighborhood as a potential client, and we loved to help them grow and connect with their potential audience. Uh, As the channels have evolved and as it's really, as we say, the, the barrier to entry to being good, as social media marketing has gone down, where you really can hire a manager or a entry-level marketer, and they'll have a pretty good knowledge of how the systems work, uh, it's become way more strategic and data-oriented to get to the next level and to actually make the most of these channels to, to drive business results. And so that's where we're coming in today, is having built a team that's purpose is about helping people grow their businesses through social platforms and digital marketing channels. We we know this stuff really, really deeply and love it and feel that we, whether or not we're executing, we definitely can help guide a strategy for people to be successful. Absolutely. Okay, so just, and we're going to, just one second, take us to the place when you come out of college and you go straight into being a CEO, an entrepreneur, because those are the people that are listening right now, okay? And and here we're talking about, Josh, I mean, you, you're five years in, you're going into year six, and I call you the poster child of success. I mean, I've been watching this, and it's, it's just awesome. I mean, you're, you're one of the coolest places to work. How did that happen? How did, how did you go from college to the CEO of what you're doing today? Many small steps. You know, I can't ever say that it was an overnight thing. I was a pretty 
typical college student. I didn't even do extremely well academically, truthfully, but I was obsessed with things, and I've actually always been obsessed with online communities and how people interact with with companies and with each other to, to make things happen around shared interests. So I was a big forum guy, you know, in the college and high school before that. I spent a lot of my time in the automotive world and in helping build and spending a lot of time on online automotive forums. And where that sort of came to, to be after college is, okay, so I really found that businesses and uh, of every size have the, have the same problems in understanding how the Internet sort of changed the way that they interact with their customers. Uh, when I... So I, I had the the business idea and certainly a lot of passion, which is extremely important from the get-go. What I lacked in acumen, you sort of learn from trial by fire, I guess. And I, I remember that the first year in, we had already I had a couple full-timers and really what I'll honestly call an army of interns, just really extremely passionate and talented people right out of college just like me that also – Love this idea of building a local social media agency. And what changed and transformed is I remember that year one in, uh, my business partners actually left, and I was back on my own having to figure out how to manage a team. And I made myself the chief executive intern. Since I didn't really know what a CEO was, but in the operating agreement, you had to list a CEO. So that's why I say it was a lot of baby steps. So the first thing I did is, you know, I surrounded myself with leaders that really, really knew the business and how to inspire. And I spent a lot of time learning and being honest with myself and pushing myself, to to put it simply, and probably working a little bit too hard uh, and too long and eventually learning uh, what people that work for us really, really want in a career and what clients really, really want at the end of the day and how to measure that value. And so it's been a lot of little steps, but it's one of those things that you can only really learn from listening and surrounding yourself with really smart people. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. And you just described that so well as, um, you know, the, the journey that you've been on. So the four key things that I want people to hear from Josh before they leave this podcast episode today, we, I want to hear about outputs, trends, secrets, and takeaways, because those are the things that um, you know how to make happen. And so let's go into the output question. What's one way that you um, have improved your output, and then how can others take advantage of that? So we've been experimenting with lots of different, let's call them, frameworks for building and operating a business, as I'm sure all of your listeners have too. You constantly learn from what the industry staff say they do. And I'll be honest, I started a marketing agency without ever having been inside of one. So totally learning from what I'm observing around and mostly from what I see being the, the best fit for our clients. And one thing that I became really gravitated towards was not so much what everyone else was doing where you build separate departments and you have a creative department that talks to the accounts department that talks to the, you know, strategy and insights team. And I felt that was a little too siloed for the staff, for the, for the sake that we have a very collaborative team that we wanted to build, you know, that intention from the beginning. So we actually learned a lot about 
agile methodology uh, started from working with software and, and startup companies early on. We, we noticed that the way in which they build products and get things done from the very, very beginning of their organization's life cycle it revolves around this methodology that has been adopted by corporations, super, super large, to startups in Silicon Valley and everyone in between, uh, and has just recently been brought into the marketing sphere. So what Agile does essentially is it helps us align our team. It helps us do smaller tests that we can learn from. So we actually have three kind of core teams that are revolved around a client, and we have uh, we bunch our work together into sprints, into these little three-week increment uh, work patterns. And what that allows us to do is instead of making really big bets, like, okay, we need to plan a whole year of marketing activities, or considering we're in the social media marketing space, people typically plan month to month, but honestly, in one week, you could have one of your planned, okay, content items uh, just totally fall flat. Uh, and realize that things have changed too fast or you need to uh, change and pivot your strategy. And so to to do that effectively, we've we've started working in this agile uh, methodology, which is something really easy to research and is a, an incredibly powerful tool. Absolutely, and it's cutting edge. You know, that's the thing that I'm hearing from you, and I think that's why you are a winner in your industry, Josh, and, and your team at Sculpt, because you are staying at the cusp. And you're right. I mean, you can't forecast out, not the industry that you're in. So it's, let's talk about it's also, it. Well, and, and honestly, it's also about speed and pace. In every one of your listeners' businesses, and, and certainly in the marketing space, they're marketing today to an audience, uh, how quickly can they test and learn and move forward, you know, in in the world of product development, if they're making new things, you need to be able to put something out in the market quickly and then continuously improve on that. And so any way in which you can capture customer information quickly and then learn from that and make a better widget uh, or marketing campaign, if you're in our business, uh, the better. And so Agile is just one of those ways. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's keep going on. Um, on the second thing I want people to walk away from, let's talk about industry trends. All right, so what is one industry trend that you think other business owners or executives should follow? Do you have one? Well, along the same lines, I spent a lot of time in the startup community, and one other thing I've been really, really entrenched in and obsessed with recently is something called the jobs-to-be-done methodology. And just putting it that way, your listeners will be able to do a lot of research, and I can give you some resources to put in the show notes. Uh, essentially, jobs-to-be-done methodology is, at its simplest, about interviewing your customers to figure out why they hired you and about why they hired your type of product or service for the specific need they had. Uh, that sounds really similar, I'm sure, to most traditional market research or customer research, but what's different is you can essentially for any type of purchase, from a consumer product to a, a business decision, you can map the first time that someone had a, a need and was motivated to look for a solution and what are the, the 
point along a customer journey in which they eventually led to hiring you. And the better you understand those pain points, those motivations, uh, the specific story that your customers went through in their process of finding you, you can totally transform uh, your marketing and even how you're building products to satisfy uh, those needs. Wow. Wow. And what a great – wow, I love that, that you're sharing that. So, jump to be done methodology. I, I, listen to the way – so, you're organic, but yet we're hearing a lot of systems, right? And I, I yeah. love it. So, it's, it's the knowledge. So, you're taking – you know, you're, you're learning and you're executing and it's just how you put it all together. And I think that's the cool part that um, your success comes from navigating that path. So, you're definitely not shooting from the hip. I love it when you share those, those types of things and describe it. If, if you want, the, you know, the best practical advice that comes out of these things, because I realize some of them seem very trendy, ahead of the curve, that's not necessarily the important piece. The important piece is that you look at other industries that are a little different from yours and figure out what are they doing. And startups today are disrupting large companies left and right, and what are they doing to think and act and respond to the market faster? And then you end up with little uh, opportunities like this. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about um, the industry secrets, all right? I want people to walk away because I know that you, obviously, from the level of study that you put into what you do, can you reveal any industry secrets or insider tips that others outside your industry maybe could benefit from outside of what you shared already, Josh? Well, so specifically, we were in the social media marketing space. Everyone here is going to have some reason to being on social media and some goal that it supports. And, and honestly, in in thinking of all the types of industry secrets, I feel like it's worth prefacing by, by saying that in the social and digital marketing space, whenever a industry secret, as in like a case study comes out and, and someone really, really used a new tactic to a full advantage in, in one, it's it's got a shelf life. And so the best way to think about marketing opportunities that, that really help you get ahead in an edge is about thinking about when, when everyone zigs, you zag. You know, what can you do to be slightly different? That's a, a book by that title that is timeless, really, in my opinion, because it's not necessarily about an industry secret, but it's about how to find those opportunities and, and the type of mindset you need. Uh, getting in the tactical element, you know, that, that preface is worth it because these are going to have a shelf life. But right now in the social media space, we're, we're seeing all of the platforms adopting some live component. So if you want to share with your audience uh, knowledge that you have, I think now is the perfect time to do it. And now is the perfect time to leverage, let's say, on Facebook, if you've built a Facebook presence to, to go live, Facebook Live, you'll see they're doing a lot of marketing for that uh, now more than ever because they are temporarily, at least, going to favor those types of content. Your audiences are going to get notified, and they're going to, as you would say, over-index those that, that format of content. So you can reach a larger audience and interact with them in real time, and the platforms are going to favor that type of content. So going live and leveraging that ability to talk to your audience in real time and share insights it is a really powerful tactical tip. Uh, one other one would be in the B2B space, 
LinkedIn is not a new platform. I mean, they are one of the oldest social networks that uh, exists today, actually. But more than ever, we're seeing a lot of opportunity to, if you're working inside of a business, to build your personal brand and to to sort of leverage the fact that posts with comments and posts with pictures, you know, just like you saw on every other channel, but coming from a personal profile are really performing quite well. And uh, we're seeing quite a few things go viral, so say business content go viral that never once did before. The story-driven visual content does extremely well on LinkedIn. And I would recommend if you've experimented there before and you just use it as a you know your digital resume to try sharing more stories. I think you'll get a lot of action out of that. And uh, and finally, if you don't mind me sharing one more on the targeting side, this is a little bit more tactical for those of you that are building your businesses or your your marketing funnels, and Facebook is a part of it. We are just seeing a extreme opportunity growth when it comes to the targeting that you can now, that that Facebook's enabled any brand to leverage. So let's let's say you have a website which gets a pretty good amount of traffic, you know, being able to retarget people that have been to specific web pages and share new content to them is extremely powerful. Taking your email subscribers and your, your other lists and importing them to Facebook and uh, and other channels is now something you can do with a huge upside. And, and maybe even if you are a B2B company that has a very specific group of customers or type of company that you work with, being able to target them by the specific job title or by the specific company they work at, we're seeing in the B2B space a, a just a tremendous amount of opportunity to drive upper funnel conversions or driving people into your funnel through Facebook targeting. Wow. Wow. Just listening to you, Josh, people I know want to be connected to you. This is this is amazing. Okay, so we're going to come to a bit of a close, but what's a takeaway from a book or something that you've recently read that you would like to share with other people as we close out? Because you are obviously very self-studied, and you know your stuff. That's why I'm just proud of you and excited to have you as, as one of our featured guests. Is there something up there that others – should it read about or something that you've experienced? What's a takeaway from something recently that you've read? Well, I've read a book recently that I heard on another podcast. I heard the author on another podcast. And, and I honestly don't read books to the full extent as much as I am up really late reading blogs and other resources. This book really spoke to me, though, and I think it will for your listeners. The book is called Brand Seduction by an author called uh, named Daryl Weber. But the important piece to take away here is he's a, he's a Coke marketing executive. They are one of the most iconic brands in the world, and they're frequently discussed as a, a brand to admire and to learn from. But generally, that, that's also a hard one to learn from because most people don't have a brand beloved by the entire world. And if you were going to get one takeaway from what I think this, this executive has and consultant has been able to pull out and make a book around, is that the best brands in the world understand that uh, the, this definition, which is that a brand is really just a collection of associations in the consumer's mind. So it 
can be so complicated to try to build a brand today or even define what that means. But if you just think about that sentence and all of the associations that you can very intentionally build, this book does a fantastic job of using neuroscience and psychology to help you understand why people make decisions in a pretty approachable way and help you map out what are the associations, you know, both the rational benefits, you know, what you would maybe call your positioning and and those key benefits, but also the unconscious motivators of people, you know, how to get inside someone's head and really build all those emotional associations to your brand uh, very intentionally that make people want to work with you, buy from you, hire you, and uh, I just feel like they did a fantastic job. And so that sentence, you know, collection of associations in a consumer's mind, uh, I can't think of a better takeaway for someone trying to figure out where do they get started with a brand. Think about those associations. Wonderful. Wow. What a great way to uh, to, to segue out of this. So, Josh Krakauer, um, how can we – we're going to learn about you. So, um, tell us, where's your website? How can we find Josh? You can find us on the Internet uh, at wearesculpt.com. This is wearesculpt.com. My email is josh, J-O-S-H, at wearesculpt.com. And we are all over the Internet at that same phrase, wearesculpt. So you can tweet us, and I'd love to hear from anyone that took something away. Excellent. Oh, yes, absolutely. I know people want to tap into you. So to learn more about Josh, Obviously, you can check out his website. You can visit our website at marlowtickets.com where you can learn how to connect with Josh, add him to your circle of influence, and then tap into the different resources that Josh shared with us today on today's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. So we want to thank you, Josh, today for joining us, and we invite our audience to share this podcast with others, and thank you for that partnership. So, um, Josh, again, Thank you. What a delight to have you as a guest today. So leaving you today is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Chief Inspirational Officer. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.